AI automation, an AI automation agency, AAA agency. Holy shit, I could do this for any business. Like, it is crazy. Make.com is out here. GPT-4. Has anyone done this before? Like, I sold donut pillows. I've imported masks. That's a crazy story. Jesus, there is not many people doing this. Fair charge is like, you know, like over 10,000, 50,000 even. Hey guys, what's up? This is the Automation Nation podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Ferrari. And I'm really excited about this, to be honest. Basically what this podcast is, is I currently have started an agency. I don't know if I call it an agency yet because it's just me freelancing at the moment, but hopefully a soon to be agency where I essentially the easiest way to explain it is I go into mid-sized businesses and I automate as much as possible using workflow tools such as make.com, Zapier, stuff like that. And obviously ChatGPT, OpenAI for the AI part. And we're basically starting at day one. Like I'm only about a week and a half, maybe two weeks into this now. And I haven't even gone full, full force into it yet. But I think this is going to be really beneficial for people just because when I was, you know, there's only one guy I know who's actually doing what I'm doing. And he is from Boston. Shout out Gavin. Kevin the Badeau. Oh, at Kevin the that guy's awesome. We met on trends. He's really, really cool. He's helped me a lot with starting out. But there's a lot of people like who are following Liam Otley on YouTube and like all his all his free videos. Shout out to Liam Otley as well. He's great. But they're really focused on chatbots and stuff like that. And whereas here we're gonna be focusing more on make.com and tools that like actually not take away jobs, but you know, it might reduce the workload for a lot of jobs, right? It's going to uh, make a lot of people's jobs easier. It's going to enhance. And, it, you know, this is the thing. So there's big companies right now, like there's Microsoft and Google. And if you're in Canada, there's Rogers and Bell. And they have all their, like, in-house teams doing automation. They hire these big fancy AI guys, people with, like, 10 years in the computer science space minimum who are actually making these, like, automations from scratch, basically. Whereas there's this huge opportunity with like the mid-sized companies right now. So companies that are maybe doing 6 million to 50 million, maybe even a hundred million who doing these automations for is going to enhance their business so much, like increase their profits, time savings, even by like 20, 25%, which is huge. You know, I've been working with recruitment companies to start because think of a recruitment company, they have to go through so many resumes. They have to deal with, there's some paperwork involved, but there's just a lot of screening for people, right? Like they'll get 200 resumes per job posting approximately and say they're working with like 60 jobs, like 60 different jobs they're trying to fill. Now with OpenAI, ChatGPT, GPT-4, right now you can basically use those tools to help screen the people for the jobs, screen all the resumes essentially. So that's what I've been trying to work on for a recruitment agency. This podcast is going to be following my journey. Okay. So I just started this business. Not a lot of people are doing it right now. And I, I was looking for podcasts to see other people who were doing this because trying to figure out how much to charge and how much your value is and starting a company when no one's ever done what you're doing, like even just the concept, it's tough because you don't know what to charge. You don't know how valuable it is. You don't know what niche you want to go after. 
So I looked on Spotify and Apple, Apple podcasts and whatever, and I was trying to look up AI automation, AI automation agency, other stuff like that, like just an AI automation and business. And honestly, like I was not able to find much at all. I found one girl's podcast in Australia, but that wasn't an AI automation podcast. That was just like a life podcast, basically. And even just listening to that was interesting. So basically the benefit you're going to get from this is you're going to see my journey in this AI automation space. And hopefully I can be one of the few people who are setting a template for people to follow. Or, I mean, this is the thing, let's break it down. Okay. So an AI automation agency, you're essentially, you're essentially automating the workflows for mid-sized businesses. So an easy way to put that is let's say, all right, let's say you're working for a real estate agent. Okay. So I have a rental building. Okay. It has 120 units. I get leads in from, I post on rentals.ca, which you might not, people might not know in America, but it's, it's a Canadian thing, I think, but it's just, it's just a place like Kijiji to post your rental. Okay. So you post your rental, you get all these leads coming in for rentals.ca. I get them to my email. It says the person's name. It says a little description of what they want or what unit they want, stuff like that. I then have to manually send an email to them. I have to, yeah, I have to manually send an email to them basically saying like a screening email, Hey, I need your credit score. I need your letter of employment, or at least I need to know how much money you're making because the builder is only going to approve so many people or the property management people. So I send that and then they respond with, okay, I make this much money and my credit score is this. Okay. And then I have to read that. I have to understand how much they're making, their credit score. And then if they're a good candidate, then like I'll send them info packages on the rental. I'll send them like an application they can fill out. I'll send them a link to my tidy cal, which is to cal on the alternative. It's cheaper. Show tidy cal. And I'll send them, I'll send them that email and then they can book a, sh book a showing basically through that email. And then after that. They'll book the showing, but then I also have to tell the property management when I'm coming to see the property. So I'll send them an email saying I'm confirmed for this time. And yeah, like that's a lot of steps. Like that could definitely take up like 20 minutes, maybe even less, but probably around 20 minutes. And it's annoying. You have to, you know, you send the email and you have to like wait and go back and blah, 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 blah. This is actually how I got into the, the automation space. Cause I've always been in the AI space, but the actual automation space is I was just doing this for this, my, for myself. What I set up is initially I use Zapier when a lead came in from rentals.ca. Okay. I would have Gmail just sort anything for rentals.ca, like that email address. I would have it like tag it. I would tag it called leases. And then I would go into Zapier. I made a zap and I basically said any email tagged leases, I want you to automatically reply with this templated screening email. I want you to reply with this email. And, and it's awesome because on top of that, I'm able to extract the name of the person, what, what building they're applying for. And I'm able to put that into the email as well as like custom. So it'd be hi blank or hi, whatever Reggie, you know, thanks for applying for blah, 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 blah. Highland road. I'm going to need your letter of employment, credit score, get it back to me, blah, 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 blah. And it will just send that email automatically. Okay. So every time I get a lead in auto sends the email and then the next part is kind of crazy where we bring AI in 
basically they will say, here's how much I make. Here's my credit score. And then I auto set up like a chat GPT instance to essentially like when they reply to those emails, I set it up so that it will read, it will like understand. So OpenAI's API, it will understand the salary they make. And if it's over a certain amount and the credit score they make, and if that's over, both are over a certain amount, then I'll have another automated email send with the info packages. Okay. And then a time to book in my calendar. And then in the, I set up another automation where once they book in the calendar, so tidycal, once they book in tidycal.com, they will, an automatic email will get sent to the property managers with the time that they booked for. So now all I need to do as a realtor is I just look at my calendar. I see that, uh, the time they booked for the showings, which I've set for my availability. It also goes off your Google calendar and iPhone calendar, I believe as well. And then I just have to go show up and show them the place. And that's something you can't get around right now. We've got robots who are doing that or else yeah, realtors wouldn't exist. Anyways, so that's just an example of the, an automation that you can do. Okay. That was using Zapier. I'll give a little description on the tools I use. I feel like I don't have to, cause maybe you're just getting into this, this, and that's fine. So I use make.com. It's very similar to except it's way more customizable like and a lot cheaper it is so customizable if you've never coded before that's okay like never done never done programming because it's all it could all be done no code having like a simple understanding of how coding works like concepts like variables and functions and stuff like that that really helps like you'll ease into this a lot easier or else, you know, you'll be learning on the fly as well. And that's totally fine. Okay. So that's enough chit chat. Basically, I'm going to go through like what I did to start my AI automation agency and where I'm at right now. And I'll debrief you on some stuff that's happened so far. So I'm going to tell you what's working and what isn't working. And hopefully this helps people who are actually like interested and not just popping out chatbots. No hate, no hate on the chatbot society. I'm a real estate agent and I was automating my own business. Essentially. I've always been to technology, like all my life. I've been a big tinkerer, building PCs, doing all different sorts of things in tech, VR, AR. I love that stuff. Like I can't wait till VR reaches like awesome new bounds where like really, really feel like you're there and stuff like that. So I've been really into technology. I automate all my, all my stuff in real estate. And then I had other realtors basically ask me, Hey, Hey Jacob, like, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of repetitive stuff. Can you also help automate, automate my stuff? So I go and I automate one of my colleagues stuff. And like, I had to have a sit down with them and I'm explaining to me and Zapier and how everything's working. And then two things just click, like I didn't click right away, but a few days later I was like, holy shit, I could do this for any business. Like it is crazy. Like I can do this for other realtors, but a lot of realtors aren't, you know, making a ton of money. Uh, a lot of realtors actually like, you know, barely, you know, barely have business. So I'm like, uh, it would have to be for the big realtors and they're already making so much money. You know, maybe there's still a segment there, but I'm like, I could do this for businesses. So I, I'm like, okay, what, like, has anyone done this before? Like, is this a common thing? Like, is there a million people doing this? So then I go on Google and I'm like anxiously searching around, seeing if people have done this. And honestly, 
honestly, like I've tried a bunch of businesses before. Like I sold donut pillows. I've imported masks. That's a crazy story. We'll talk about another time. I've done it. I've been in the food industry, delivering food for kids at camps. And like, like every business idea I come up with, I come up with a million business ideas. So many are so saturated. It's so hard to come up with something where like, it's not already like super saturated. Think of dropshipping. Like, oh, I want to go dropship. And you go and look up where you can drop. I'm going to make t-shirts. Oh, there's a million other people. No, like literally probably not a billion. There's a lot of people just go and make t-shirts and you can niche down and do your own thing. You know, you can still do that, but it's, it's tough with so many people do the same thing. So anyways, this is the first business idea that I found. And I was like, Jesus, there is not many people doing this. I go, I'm like, I can't find much about it on Google at all. I like, I didn't even know about make.com. I knew about Zapier. That was it. And then I go on, I'm part of this Facebook group called trends. It's, it's an awesome group. You guys should definitely check it out. I think trends.co trends.com. Not really sure. Sam Parr made it originally, but I'm pretty sure he's still part of it. I'm not hundred percent sure. Also shout out my first million podcast unreal, but no, I, yeah. So trends, it's like a, basically a group of just all entrepreneurs. Like there's big entrepreneurs, small entrepreneurs, like all sorts and sizes. And I joined this Facebook group. I've joined it a long time ago, but I'm on it and I post in there and I'm posting a while. And I was like, Hey, like I'm thinking of doing like AI automation. I'm thinking of starting an agency. Has anyone done this before? Like there are any tricks you should know? Like, can I approach it this way? And then, you know, after a day, I got so many messages of like, you know, this is a great idea. There really wasn't anyone who was doing it. Like there's people like, oh, you could go after law firms and oh, you could go after whatever. I don't know what companies they were saying, but there was some good advice on there and stuff about like, you know, make sure the data is confidential and make sure you deal with the NDAs, yeah, yeah, like good stuff like that. But there was only one person, Gavin, who, who actually said, Hey, like I'm just started doing this, you know, like reach out, we'll have a call. And I'm like, heck yeah. Okay. I, I'm an extroverted person. Like it's been a while since I've just, I don't know, done calls of random people. So I was a little nervous, but whatever. But I got on the call, I got on the call from like the next day and he's just telling me how he's like, how he's been doing this with law firms and it's uh, been tough, but it's been going so well. And he's just giving me all these tips and tricks and what he's done and what he's pricing an ad and like sorts of similar like types of automations he's been doing and other people actually kind of mentioned make.com to me but he said he he does use make.com full-time like that's his full like software that he uses he actually made a youtube video on how to use make.com and it's like basically the only like main tutorial on it i think it's like the top watch tutorial on youtube and it's a killer tutorial you should definitely watch it uh just search up kevin thibodeau make.com yeah, so we have an awesome call and I'm like, shit, well, this guy's doing it in Boston and I'm in Canada, Waterloo, Waterloo, Ontario. And he's like, this guy's doing it in Boston. I'm like, this guy's doing it in Boston. Like that's a, you know, that's pretty far from me. He's not in near competition, but he didn't even like care that much to tell me all this stuff because there's also no one doing it right now. And the target market is insane. It's like the target market is every mid-sized business in the world. Like I could be working with clients in Dubai. I could be working with clients, obviously in the States, I could be doing stuff in Europe, like like everywhere, South America, like literally 
everywhere. And that's such a huge target market. So I think we talk about niching down a little bit. I want to know, you know, kind of who he was working with and stuff. He's working with law firms and course info products and stuff like that. People who were like pushing out courses and people are pushing out newsletters and stuff like that. And that gives me some good ideas. And so then I, that's an awesome call. Like I'm fired up now. I'm like, this is great. Someone's actually doing it. They're making money. This is really cool. And this is what I'm passionate about. So then I look up more and more, I look on YouTube because actually Gavin had talked to me about, he said, oh, have you seen Liam's videos yet? I'm like, no, not yet. So I look up, I'm like, who is this Liam guy? I type in Liam AI automation and his videos about like AI automation and AI automation agency, AAA agency, like I'll call anonymous, but doesn't matter. AAA agency. His videos on it were now in September. Like I think his oldest video on that was like four months, maybe five months old from today, which today is September 24th. Yeah. So like he had not even been doing this for that long. Like he had a lot of videos on chatbots and GPT-4 and GPT-3 and ChatGPT, but he just started coining this term AI automation agency, which honestly, Hey, I thought of that. I thought of that before I even saw that, like the name before I saw that. But anyways, no, he, he definitely thought of it first. And so I watched all his videos and they're like one to three hour long videos. Like this guy is just shilling out free content and it is, it's good on him. Like, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Like unreal. It's like what Gary Vaynerchuk says, like Gary Vaynerchuk just I'm saying his name, right? Puts out like all this content, but. 99% of people won't actually like, like uh, he puts out all the content and telling people what to do in social media and stuff like that. Like, you know, to grow businesses and grow, you know, marketing, all these tips. And he's like, yeah, 99% of people aren't going to do what I'm saying. So like, I really don't care just giving up this free advice. And I feel like Liam thinks the same way. And at the same time, he gets so many people in his discord. He also gets a huge revenue stream probably for people signing up for his like power courses and whatever. But. The difference with him is like, I've seen a lot of people being like, oh my God, I've seen ads like, oh my God, sign up for my course and you're going to be a billionaire. You're going to get like 10 cars and a Ferrari. Don't you want to be like me? Look at my watches. And I hate those people. I mean, like, it's fine. Like, oh God, like, it's fine. Like, do your thing, man. But like, if that's like your sole business and like, you don't even actually have a main business and you're just like. You're shilling out coaching content. Oh, I don't like those people. Yeah, no, I don't like them. Anyways, but the difference was Liam is like, he was actually doing it. Like he's automating businesses and that's how he started. He grinds and he puts in the work. He posts, makes the content. It's good stuff. And like the actual YouTube videos he was putting out actually like helped me a ton. And the biggest thing was that he, he read the book by Alex, Alex Ramosi. I think it's the million dollar offer. I don't know. It's probably not called that it's something offer. I can't remember, but it's essentially how you would like make an offer to businesses, like how you would approach businesses and be like, and basically sell them on something like sell them on your services. And you can look that up basically, but it's, it's a really cool technique he uses and how he like actually makes offers for businesses. Like sells them. He's like, okay, I'm going to charge you $10,000, but you're going to be saving like $40,000 from this in a year. So it's like, you know, the $10,000 is like, you know, really means like you're actually going to be saving money in the, in the whole long term. 
it's like selling a hundred dollars for 20, something like that. There's, there's cool concepts, but I get it in my head. I just can't explain it. <laughs> so anyways, Liam was like a big, he's a big believer in Alex Ramosi and the offer process and the book. And he, he breaks it down a lot and puts it into his AI automation agency. But like Otley, he basically is like, yeah, he kind of touches on workflows automation like you know automating emails and all that stuff but he mostly focuses on chatbots and he talks about how you can use bot press or workflow and make like ai gpt for chatbots for companies so like if a company has a fax page like you go to find out about the company basically you have to click through all the facts you have to read all the facts but you know it's annoying so you can make a chatbot for a company and instead of Excuse me. Instead of having a fax page, you can, you can basically just have a chat bot and you just ask the chat bot, like, Hey, like, I want to know if this company sells polo t-shirts. It's a really stupid question to ask, but you could ask the chat bot any questions about the company. And that's better than having a fax page. Anyways, moral of the story is that Liam's content is it's honestly like focused mostly on chat bots and while that like he touches on Zapier and stuff a little bit, it's not a ton of his content and it, that like his content, it still helped me a lot based on the offer process and, you know, the pricing on it and his discord community is cool. And then Gavin, who's actually doing this workflow automation with make.com and some Zapier, he really helped me with understanding that sort of thing. Like, oh, there's a market for that as well. And the problem with like. Not really a problem with Liam stuff, but like you can see, like he gets like 300,000 views, like he gets like 400,000 views, whatever. Discord's huge, but everyone is talking in there about chatbots, like literally just chatbots. And think about this, okay? Like call up any business right now, like call your mom's business or whatever. Literally just call up any business and be like, hey, sir, I have this revolutionary chatbot that will change the way your business works. And even if you're like super authentic about like, Hey, like I have this really cool chatbot, like it's going to like, you know, change your fax page and like people can interact with it and stuff like that. Businesses are going to be like, hell no, 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 no. I've heard about this chatbot nonsense in the like early two thousands. Like it's garbage. Like, I don't want that. I don't want the tiny some like chatbot, not even an AI, just like talking to like, I don't even know, like just talking to a computer basically, you know, cause a lot of the time chatbots back in the day, they were not good. Like they did not work well. I think you would remember, like there was a chatbot called like talk to God or something. I don't remember. And you would like, it was a chatbot that was supposed to be God and you would ask it anything. So it was like, I don't know, 2010 ish, maybe could be way off. And you would ask it things and it would just be the most generic responses. Like it was awful. But now, 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 GPT-4 and ChatGPT and OpenAI, you could just use their API and, you know, build like ChatGPT chatbots that interact with like, you know, with the website and like all the content about the business and stuff like that. And that's cool. Okay. That is cool. But there are so many people selling it right now. As a realtor, I get literally like five calls a day, six emails a day being like, oh my God, I need to sell you this chatbot. It is going to change your life. You won't have to talk to clients at all anymore. 
it will do it all for you. And I'm like, bro, like this is like, I want to talk to clients because I literally need to like, you know, build that relationship with them because I'm literally selling their house or helping them buy a house. And that's the one transaction we're going to do. I might do like three transactions, the whole, my whole life with this person. Anyways, enough hate on chat bots. We really rambled there. So this is, this is how it started. So talk to Liam. I talked to Gavin. Okay. And I'm like, Hey, I'm ready to call. I'm ready to call businesses. Let's just automate some stuff. I use ChatGPT. I ask it, you know, what niches I should get into, blah, 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 blah. And recruitment agency agencies were on there. So I'm like, yeah, that sounds good to me. I should try that. So I call uh, like three recruitment agencies to start and uh, not four, one didn't answer. And then the other ones all answered. I went on, you know, I went on their LinkedIn actually, I was, I was able to find basically the owner's numbers of these recruitment agencies. So I call them and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, I'm Jacob. This, I guess this is a cold call, but you know, it's not really, even though it really is. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to be like an honest guy and I'm like, Hey, like, so I don't even know if recruitment companies can be automated, but I feel like you guys do like a lot of paperwork and there's just like a lot of repetitive stuff. That could probably be automated. Do you agree? And I also mentioned that, hey, I'm Jacob, like I own an AI automation agency. But I say, yeah, like, do you guys agree? Like, do you think there's stuff that could be automated? And they're like, yeah, yeah, like, I, I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, like, you probably heard this AI thing this year. And they're like, oh, yeah, like AI, like, oh, wow. Like, and they're a business owner. So they're, you know, usually for AI. And they're they're just all thinking like, you know, there's a big AI train right now. It's like the internet coming out. They're like, oh my God, my business needs to get on this. So it's easier for you to sell it too. So you're like, yeah, like, honestly, like I, I don't want to charge you anything. Like, I really just want to, you know, meet, we could talk over zoom or Google meets or whatever. And I just want to talk with you. Like, I, I want to just talk about like, if there's anything that could be automated and if there's nothing that could be automated in your business, like all good that I'm going to know. Then you'll know Then we don't, you know, we don't have to go down this path and like all know for like future business essentially. And they're usually like, and let me tell you all three, all three phone calls I had, I booked a meeting with every single one. It was ridiculous. I was expecting it to be like one in 60. Um, and I got butterflies. I was like, Jesus, like I've done door to door sales, sold donut pillows. I sold a lot of shit. And like, uh, I've never had three people agree to meet with me. Like right off the bat, especially from a phone call, you don't even know who I am. That just shows how like unsaturated the market is and how much of a need there is for companies to automate their business. And so one company, one company, basically they're all recruitment companies. One of the companies basically was just using like, like all paper forms. Like they didn't even have, they weren't even digital yet. So that company, like I don't know. Our meetings are quite delayed because I don't know if I want to set up their entire digital system. I don't think they want that too. They're from the eighties. The other recruitment company, the first one I like, I offered to do, I offered to do like the, some automations for free because I was like, I want to use you to figure out how much I could price this for like other recruitment agencies. And we, we had a meeting actually we'll get to that after. And the third, the third, the third recruitment agency. I did not expect them because I called them and then they didn't answer and they called me back. I didn't even expect them, like expect to be able to get a meeting with them. They're pretty big. And they were like, yeah, we'd love to meet. Let's do it. And they have like 20 employees in their company. It's unreal, which, you know, what? that's a decent sized company. And they're like, yeah, let's meet. And like, 
I didn't say I was going to do anything for free. I just said like, we know we'll do the meeting. We'll find out if there's automations. I'll do that side of things for free, like the initial consultancy meeting or whatever. And then, you know, if there's stuff to be automated, like you're going to have to pay, he's like, oh, how much I have to pay? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, like really be anywhere from $500, $10,000. And he's like, okay, sounds good. And I'm like, oh, I should have said higher, but whatever. So the one, the, there's, there's not much to talk about with the one I'm doing for free. I met with them. It was great. They have a ton of stuff they can automate. They actually have to do more digitally too. So that's fine. Well, you know, let's leave that out, but that that's still ongoing. But the main one I want to focus on is this recruitment agency that that was going to, that's going to pay me if I delivered. Right. So I thought the sales was going to be the hardest part. And then the actual delivering of the AI product or whatever, the automation through make.com was going to be the easy part, but it actually turned out to be quite the opposite. The sales calls were easy and the actual automation was a little tough. So we, we meet, we meet over Microsoft teams. And we're basically, I'm just going through also shout out to Gavin Thibodeau. That guy's unreal. He gave me like a, sh a sheet of what questions I can ask them. Unreal. I used it. I, I kind of just went off on my own tangent, but I definitely used it anyways. So what happens is we go on this meeting on Microsoft teams and they basically, I'm basically just want to get, I want to, I want to learn everything they do. That's repetitive. Okay. So I want to, I, I need to understand how recruitment agencies work first. So I've. I've done my research, but then I asked them to like, bring me through the entire process. So I say like a company comes to you or you go to the company and they have jobs to fill or they have like jobs that need filling. So what happens? Like you post the jobs, where do you post the jobs? What do you do to post the jobs? And then once the jobs are posted, when you get applicants for them, like how does that entire process work? Like. Are you screening them? Like, how are you screening them after like you fill them for the job? Like what happens after that? Like how much does everyone get paid? All this stuff. Like I wanted to learn everything. I wanted to learn their entire onboarding process, like just their entire process essentially, because they have a lot of employees. They have like marketing employees. They have admin people. Like whenever you hear an admin person, I'm like, most of the admin jobs should be able to be automated. So anyways, we realized that the most repetitive thing they were doing is they would get emails from Indeed, which is that job posting uh, website and LinkedIn, which everyone should know. You can post jobs on there. I don't know why I didn't know that, but you can post jobs on there. So they basically got, they get like per job, they may get like 200 applicants applying for those jobs. They have to go through each resume from those emails and just like read through the whole thing be like, Hey, this guy's you know, this guy is qualified for a maintenance technician in Stratford, Ontario, or they're not for like various reasons that only the recruiter knows, right? Well, that's the match the job description. And then the recruiter has to use their judgment as well. And so they, that's, they spend a lot of time on that. Like, let's just say there's one to two hours per job posting, right? On before you actually fill someone, actually probably even longer than that. And there's 14 recruiters at this company and like, they're all doing it manually. They all deal with like third, like some of the recruiters are dealing with like 30 jobs at a time. Like it's crazy. So there's a big opportunity there. And I was like, damn, wow. What an, what an automation for this to be my first time. The automation includes AI, 
and just like extensive extensive work on make.com like i basically had to so the anim, the automation i planned for them is email will come in email will get auto moved to a folder once the e like these are applicants from indeed and linkedin so indeed linkedin email will come in with a job with a person's resume and then what then what happens is i use on make.com i have i have it watching for emails in that folder it will take the email with the resume. It will download the resume. It will use Google cloud vision to convert uh, the PDF or document or text or picture into text. And then BT, which is open AI will take the text and it will like, I made this like elaborate prompt. I'm like, I was like, if it meets this criteria, it's qualified. If it meets this criteria, it's qualified, but like wrong location, like, you know, they're far too far away. If it meets this criteria, they're like maybe good for other jobs in the future. Like they have three years of work experience or they're unqualified. And so honestly, it sounds not that hard, but it was tough. Like, yeah, like basically even just like setting up Google cloud vision to like take the text from PDFs or pictures and turn it into like, yeah, just regular text and then feeding that to the AI and then like choosing the different paths on where this, you know, this email can go was tough like if it's going to go in the qualify folder or not like it was tough and i figured that all out so this was this is where i messed up i spent a long time just like figuring out the process of like taking the text from the pdf and watching emails and outlook for like when there's a new email coming in and downloading the listing attachments downloading attachments the different pathways like things can go if it's a pdf it has to go a certain pathway if it's an image it has to go a certain pathway i spent so long on setting up all that that like i was like oh you know i trust in gpt4 like we'll be fine like it's going to be able to sort those resumes no problem and then i go to like like three days before my follow-up meeting and i'm like okay let's try it out let's test this let's test this baby and i i start testing it why is it qualifying this guy from Abu Dhabi, Dubai, who lives across the country? Why is it saying they're qualified? Huh? Why is it doing that? And I'm like, oh no, I have three days. I have three days. I'd have to meet with these people again. And they want it to be like, not done, but working pretty well. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So I got to spend a lot of time and I'm still doing real estate at this time too. So I'm like, shit, I really got to focus. Okay. And then my real estate license expired, but I accidentally, I didn't even know that was going to happen. So I had to get that back. That's a different story, but awful timing. So I'm like, shit. So I'm just grinding out. Like I have this shed. I, I didn't build it, but I renovated it. And that's where I'm doing the podcast. I'm in my shed, basically like just grinding out trying to get this, trying to, trying to get this, the AI portion to work. Cause I'm dealing with prompts, right? Like I'm not training an AI. I'm just like, I am not training it on resumes that they like. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get her criteria for what's qualified and what's not and all these different categories. And I'm trying to like, say, put it in natural language, like text, like feeding to it, like saying, Hey, you need to qualify these people by doing this. And God, there's just, there's just so many caveats, right? Like. I feel like even recruiters have some type of, I shouldn't have a personal opinion, but no, listen, recruiters have like the, you know, the education behind, behind this all. Right. And I thought the AI would too. And 
it's hard because it's hard to make a one prompt side, one prompt fits all, you know, when there's so many different types of jobs too, right? And you're just relying on a well-written job description. That actually might be where the problem is. Like if each job description had really a really nice outline for the AI, then I think it would be better. So yeah, I'm stressed. I stressed out. I stress out and I find, I kind of get it like working. I do some voodoo magic to like, like I was comparing, like, let's say a recruiter, they have like four active jobs. Like right now they have four active jobs they're filling just over the course of a week, maybe, and maybe less. And so I was comparing the resume against all four active jobs. And so that's a lot of tokens. Like if you never told, it's basically how much text you've put into the prompt and stuff. So that's a lot of text. Like I had all the job descriptions being put into ChatGPT, OpenAI, API. And I had the full resume being put in there. Like it was like pages long and it was like, I think the chat, I think it was just really, I was really struggling with like dealing with all that text and also like the qualification, like all the criteria for qualifications also has to be fed into it all at the same time. One that's costly and two, it's hard to deal with all of that. And at the end of it to make the roots work, like if it was Basically, I would say output one, if it's qualified and then it would output one and I would be able to set up like a filter and make.com to move the email. If like ChatGPT outputs one, uh, output two, if it's qualified, but wrong location up at three, if it's uh, possible for future jobs up four, if it's unqualified. Yeah. So at the end of it, I'm feeding it like just tons of text and saying, yeah, so just output one, two, three or four, you know, based on this. And obviously like I put one, if it's qualified, yeah, yeah. Um, but all it does, it doesn't like, I think ChatGPT almost has to like, think out loud a little bit, be like Reggie is, who the hell is Reggie, by the way, I'm just making this name up. Oh, it's a weird name. Sorry, Reggie's Reggie is like, he has to be Reggie is he does, he does maintenance technician. I don't know. He builds stuff. He does this. He does this, 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 this. Therefore he is qualified because of this, 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 and this. And honestly, like, I think it would sound things out a bit. It can make a better decision, but this, you know, the way I had it, it was just like outputting one, right? I don't think it can, it can definitely think behind the scenes a lot, but I definitely think it struggles. So anyways, I do some voodoo magic where I somehow get it to only compare against like the job that person's applying for first. And then if they're not qualified for that, then it goes into the different routes for all the job that it compares against all the job descriptions. I thought that would work better. And then we go to our, I go to the meeting three days are up, took the meeting in my car, stupid, but whatever I, I do the meeting and yeah, not very impressive. Like she went and basically compared manually compared herself and then the A did its comparisons and they were pretty far off. Let's just say most people are unqualified and you know. This AI was basically saying most of them were like qualified for wrong location. So we got that, but no, it was, it was not quite accurate. Like it was maybe, let's just say 30% accurate. Yeah. No public math, but yeah, it wasn't quite accurate. So I don't know. I'm a little, I was a little stressed. This is honestly like, not that this is like literally four days ago. Yeah. About four days ago. And I'm like, crap. Well, it kind of sucks. Cause like, I haven't really been taking on many other clients cause I want to see how this goes. And not to, not that I would stop or anything, it didn't go well, but I just wanted, you know, to do one example before I like continued, you know, get a nice testimonial and stuff. 
And uh, it wasn't working. So then I try all this different stuff. It's still not qualifying things well. And she did say like during that time, like, oh, if, you know, even if it's able to qualify, qualify people based on like not qualify people, but just put things into categories like location based. So if it can just say, you know, all the resumes that are from Toronto and the GTA, which is the general Toronto area, Mississauga, stuff like that. If it can put all those resumes into a folder called GTA, not Grand Theft Auto. And if it can put all the, uh, these people are based in London. Okay. Uh, Ontario, not England. People like who are close to London or in London into another folder. Cause they're more likely to be like a good fit because they literally live in London. They're close by, they're more serious where the GTA people are just spamming their jobs and free, like literally every, every location, almost like bots. She just wanted it sorted by location. And I think I've got that working well. Like we're back, we're up to date now. Like this is, I just got that working pretty well yesterday. So I'm really hoping that is a good automation for them. And I still don't know what to charge. I hope they don't listen to this. I've, I'm talking to another tech recruitment agency because I know someone there. And like, she was going to go over with her manager, whoever, and like, she was going to tell me how much value I bring to the space and uh, you know, how much I could possibly charge based on like how much they make and how much time I'm saving them, you know, like if it saves them a lot of time, I could charge a lot. Right. So it has to be very beneficial for them to pay for it essentially. And I'm really hoping this is, and I know there's other stuff I can automate for them, but this like, honestly, if it was really able to qualify people really well better than humans or the same as good as humans. Jesus. I don't know. There's like 190 of these franchises, recruitment franchises, like 14 recruiters, each franchise. I could have been like very wealthy. Like ChatGPT was saying I could have charged like, you know, like over 10,000, 50,000 even. But I mean, that's ChatGPT, but the same one that's qualifying the damn resumes. So, so. Anyways, I think it would have been big. I don't think there's any good AI that does this right now. And I think it's still hard to do it, but hopefully this location-based stuff works. That's where we're at right now. And I'm, I'm basically, yeah, I'm, that's where we're at right now. And I'm excited to call other businesses. Like I've test, I, I met with a lawyer cause I think I should go after law firms too. Cause that's what, you know, a whole lot of other people are doing No, That's what Gavin's doing. And a couple of people suggested in the trends group, but uh, another problem I'm running into is a lot of these companies have their own, like very closed off CRM, CRM, like not Salesforce you can integrate with, but no, like random, like recruitment agencies is like big biller, which is some like random, like it's called an ATS, an application tracking system. It's like a really random closed off software that you wouldn't know. It'd even be hard to Google. You'd have to literally Google big biller by top echelon to find it, but they use that, which does not integrate with anyone. The lawyer firm they used, what do they call it? I don't know, unity, but it's not unity. Like the gaming building app software, maybe not app software, but like not the one where you build games on <laughs> it's like unity, the law, the law firm software, very intense. And it's like. Honestly, like it looks really basic and easy, but no hate on them. Like still probably hard to make, but yeah, like they use that and that, you know, holds other documents and client data and stuff, and they will not integrate with 
you know, just the stuff I'm using to automate, like they will not allow automations basically. And another one was, you know, like a chiropractic clinic I went after, they use a software clinic master, which like when I wanted to automate some stuff, they're like, bet, okay, tell us what you want to automate and we will just integrate it in our own software right now. And they were super proactive and I was like, shit, I know this does not help me. <laughs> so, but no. It's not that like, I'm trying to be negative. I'm just saying that like, you got to go after mid-sized companies who are using something more open, like Salesforce, just something that is more like publicly available and not some like very niche, random software that no one knows about. And there are a lot of companies out there that, that are using that. Like Gavin was saying, he's working with some course people or newsletter people and like he's charging them like a great amount of money. In the, I don't know how many digits that is, I don't know, over 10,000. He's just, you know, like charging people a good amount of money to automate their stuff. And, and even just like this recruitment agency, like I got them, they're going to, they're down to, they're good to pay me. I just got to deliver, you know, and that's where we're at right now. I'm trying my best to deliver that location, grouping, automation, still using somewhat AI system to this recruitment company. And I feel like I should really, really go hard on the calling and book a million meetings and I should fail really hard. And if even like 10% of them work out, then I think I'll do quite well. I hope that's more than 10% because I think a lot of people really need this. It's very unsaturated. It's very doable. There's not much coding involved. You still should know, you know, it's nice if you did a Python course, you know, this will help you. And it's, yeah, it's just like I could, the target market is insane. And I think what Liam says too, like it's like Liam Motley, like it is important that you pick a niche. Like if I'm picking recruitment agencies right now, and the main thing I need to find out about them is if they can afford it. Like, I just don't know how much money these guys are making. And I'm trying to figure that out. Cause I'm not just going to be doing stuff for 500 or a thousand bucks. Like I want to be doing stuff that's like minimum, like four or 5,000, those types of projects. And so like law firms make a ton of money. If it helps them save a ton of time, they can do more clients then they can easily pay you five grand plus. Right. And then like a monthly fee. So that's where I'm at right now. I guess I didn't go into the nitty gritty of like the different systems I'm doing, but we're at an hour or an hour ish right now. And I'm probably going to cut this down. So, I mean, this, this, this podcast definitely helps me because it keeps track of my, my progress, keeps me accountable. It helps you guys maybe because you can see my mess ups, my mistakes and what I did to fix them and how things are going and a little bit of a template, uh, unless you don't want to go the route I'm going at all. And, uh, yeah, I hope you like this. And as we go on, I'm going to be like pretty active cause I'm going to be going really hard on this. I'm going to be going hard on the AI automation. I'm going to try probably another couple of industries besides recruitment. Although I'm going to see how this, the next thing is, you know, just finish this for the recruitment company, see how it goes. And yeah, we're going to go out from here and hopefully it doesn't get insanely saturated. There's not a million cold callers of the script calling businesses and saying, Hello, I need you. I would like to automate your business. Like robocallers, automated robocallers, trying to automate other people's businesses. 
Yeah, that would suck. Anyways, yeah. So we're just, you know, stay up to date with me. Patrick Ferrari. I don't know, but I think that's my Instagram at least. If you type in Jacob Ferrari or at Jacob Ferrari, I'm sure you'll find me. But yeah, let me know if there's anything else you want me to touch on. I'm going to keep, you know, keep coming back to this update on my progress and see how things go. And hopefully it goes really well for me. Wish me luck. I do feel confident about it, but we'll see how things go. Okay, peace.